Good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, the 1st of September. Welcome back to another morning meeting. Marcus, you have the overnight. Yes, thanks, Chi Chi. Dow Jones down 280 points overnight. That's 0.9%. S&P 500 down 0.8. NASDAQ down 0.6. Not a good night. Our futures down 69, although our market, I think, has been down 150 this morning. 40 points of that has come from BHP going ex-dividend. It's gone X more than the dividend amount, but less than the dividend amount plus a franking. So sort of carrying a bit of the franking, you might say, this morning. We had a pretty good day yesterday. Our market was down just 12 points. It had rallied most of yesterday, having been down 60 at one point, but that momentum knocked off its perch today. That sell-off that started on Friday is now, if you look at the chart, is now turning into a bit of a downtrend. And it has to be said, it's hard to see what's going to turn that. Obviously, we've got a jobs number on Friday, and we've got the CPI number in the US in a couple of weeks, but it's hard to see this sentiment changing in the short term. European markets also down 1.12%, six-week low, and that wasn't helped by a Eurozone inflation number, which was plus 9.1%. Consensus was plus 9.0, and it's up from 8.9. So the message is energy prices are staying up, and inflation is not peaking in Europe yet. It might be peaking in the US. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. Lots of chatter about August being the worst August for the Nasdaq, S&P, and Dow Jones since 2015, which is a fairly useless statistic, which I'll come to later. There was a ADP private employment number overnight, but people have rubbished it. It was a bit weaker than expected, which would be positive for interest rates, but people have rubbished it because the basis of calculation has changed in the last couple of months. So uh, that's being largely ignored. There's also a comment from Capital Economics saying, our composite tracking model suggests the chances of a recession in the US within the next year have risen markedly. Bond yields overnight popped up. US 10-year bond yield up eight basis points. The two-year bond yield as well up and hit a 15-year high. We also, for resources, saw some rather weak Chinese PMI numbers. Not terribly bad, but the trend of slowdown in China continues. They're blaming that on COVID, a heat wave, worst heat wave in decades, and a struggling property sector. And iron ore prices okay overnight, up 0.26%. Most of the metal prices went down. One of the features going down today is gold. It's a six-week low. It's down 17% since March. Newcrest, Northern Star, both off over 3% today. Evolution Mining off 5% today. The US dollar at a 20-year high doesn't help, obviously. The other thing which I mentioned in strategy today is the oil price is tipping over. It's below where it was prior to the Ukraine war breaking out. And it seems oil prices are falling on recession fears now, rather than worrying about supply issues and the Ukraine war. Oil prices were down 2.8-2.3% overnight. Otherwise, the results season has ended. Hooray! Stockbrokers can get back to their families, poor families. A lot of stockbroker analysts take a holiday this month after having worked hard. Do stockbrokers ever work hard? Last month. <laughs> BHP, as I say, ex-dividend today. Fortescue ex-dividend next Monday. Also ex-dividend today, Whitehaven Coal and AGL. Coals and Mineral Resources ex-dividend tomorrow. As I say, jobs number Friday, US on holiday next Monday. It's a long weekend for them. RBA meeting next Tuesday, expected to raise rates 50 basis points. US CPI number September the 12th. And that's about it.
Thank you very much for that, Marcus. Let's we're going to head over to you for the local market and brokers, how they're responding after the reporting season. Thank you, Chichi. I'll start with the local market. As you said, Marcus, the ASX 200 is down 139 points at the moment, just about double the 69 points that the futures had it down this morning. Most sectors are in negative territory. Materials being weighed down by BHP X dividend is down the worst. Gold stocks still slipping, as you said. Newcrest Mining, 3.5% down. Northern Star Resources down 3.5%, Evolution down 5.2% and Sandfire Resources down 7.5% as well. Energy stocks also coming off after another fall in the oil price overnight and all of the big players there are down around a percent. There is a couple of bright spots to look at though, you just have to sort of sift through all of the red to find them. Endeavour Group is up around 3% on a broker upgrade. Fisher & Paykel is up 1.5% after they purchased 105 hectares for a second New Zealand campus and Webjet is up around half a percent also on a broker upgrade. Some ex-dividends we've got as you said Whitehaven Coal down three and a half percent and BHP down six and a half percent there. And looking at the calendar domestically we've got AI Group Manufacturing Index for August and Home Loans for July. Got some unemployment data coming out of Europe and in the US we've got initial jobless claims tonight. Other than that there's not too much going on locally. It's nice and quiet after results so it's good. Thank you very much for that, Leighton. And the long-term portfolio, what are you doing in that? Thank you, Chi-Chi. So it's Thursday, the weekly check-in for the long-term portfolio. There's no changes last week. We are 98% invested at the moment, so that's getting quite high. We might just have a little look at that going forward. Our main concerns have shifted, as I said yesterday, away from results and back towards interest rates now, especially with the RBA on Tuesday. And also just looking at if this sell-off is turning into a downtrend. As for performance, we underperformed little last week but for the month of August we actually outperformed the ASX 200 by over a percent. Looking at the calendar we've moved past results season now and now we're just looking forward to AGMs. We've got Collins Foods tomorrow and Woolworths has a shareholder meeting next Tuesday as well. Other than that there's just a lot of companies going ex-dividend but there shouldn't be too much of a concern for us because this is a growth portfolio and not an income portfolio so we're not weighted towards that. Looking at the portfolio x-ray there's a fair bit of movement going on now and we also only have one stock that is not up in that top right hand green corner now of high quality high momentum and that one is clean away waste management but right up in the right hand corner we've got WiseTech with a 99 rating in both quality and momentum which 99 is the best rating that Stockopedia gives out for those factors we've also got Altium which has moved right up into that top right hand corner with a 99 momentum rank and a 98 quality rank and that is about all we've got today in the long term portfolio so make sure you check that one out. I think when it comes to the cash weighting being only 2% this is not a market timing portfolio. We try and time the market or I try and time the market through the strategy portfolio. That's what the strategy portfolio is for to try and give some guidance on market timing whereas this is a sleep at night portfolio for investors that don't want to check in every minute of the day and that want to perhaps look at something every week or maybe even every month. So they will tend to be reliable, quality, hopefully a bit of value stocks rather than tradable stocks. Yeah. So it's it's sort of top quality, which is what your portfolio x-ray is pointing out. Yeah. People have a look at that. Yeah, there was just some of those technology stocks that we've got in there that have done really quite well through results season. Our weightings are starting to get quite high in those. So. Well, keep up the good work. Michael, we're going to head over to you for strategy. Thanks, Chi Chi. 
year's strategy today is unchanged. We have 30% cash at the moment. I'm wondering whether to respond to this current sell-off, but I don't think it's too precipitous. I don't think it's too terrible. And we retain a holding in HDNQ, which is the NASDAQ, and an S&P 500 holding. Yesterday, we sold our holding in the resources ETF, which is OZR. So we are now reasonably cashed up should outperform a falling market. And as I say, I don't think we need to be cashing out. It is not that precipitous. So not much going on in strategy. And on the ideas portfolio, we only have one stock left, which is Oz Minerals. We sold BHP yesterday ahead of it going ex-dividend. The Chinese COVID outbreak, one of the excuses for that, the fact that the iron ore price is going nowhere is the other excuse. And the observation that most big dividend stocks tend to go soggy after they go ex-dividend. We think we might be able to pick up BHP a bit lower down a bit later on. Still a great quality stock and actually one of the best long duration trading stocks there are in the market. There is in the market. And I do feel that if I was sitting at home on my own with my millions, if I had them, I would possibly trade maybe four or five stocks and one of them would certainly be BHP. There are some fabulous trading opportunities in BHP for a non-volatile, not very risky, quite easy to predict stock with a lot of very obvious drivers on the macro front. BHP would be a great stock to try and trade as a sit-at-home investor and certainly less risky than some of the stocks you could pick at the moment and probably less risk than trading 20 stocks you don't know much about. So we'll get back into BHP at some point, but at the moment, complete, almost completely cashed up in the ideas portfolio, looking for something to do, but unlikely to do anything until this market trend starts to improve. Good time to go and sharpen the golf clubs, I think, for the moment. Also, I am keeping an eye on Henry's small companies portfolio. I will put that into the newsletter today. I'm just keeping an eye on it for him and nothing too remarkable to respond to today. I am, as I have mentioned, slightly concerned about holding four gold stocks in there and the gold price is going nowhere. He took a bit of a bet on gold when the gold price bounced just recently and that was on hopes that the Fed were going to go soft. So in interest rates wouldn't rise so much so bond yields would come off and that would bring the US dollar down and the gold price up. That hasn't eventuated. So a little bit concerned. Maybe I'll try and get hold of Henry and ask him what he wants to do. But if you were selling gold stocks at the moment, I wouldn't argue with you. There will come a better moment, I think. Certainly not a sector in uptrend. The gold price down 17% since March. So look out for Henry's small cap portfolio in the newsletter today. The other thing I might mention today is you will notice some new branding rolling out in the newsletter. Not sure that's going to make you any money, but it might make us some. A nice refresh of the newsletter. We're going to move to question of the day. If you were a famous actor, what would you call yourself? So if we had to change our name, what would we call ourselves? Yes, what would you call right. yourself? What would you be okay. your performer? So what would be my act acting name? Yes. Right. People will say that I look like Whoopi Goldberg and I think she's a fantastic actor and has many, many accolades. But I don't think I would call myself anything like that, like Chi Chi Platinum or anything like that. I think I would just go with, I think I would just go with Chi Chi and be a bit of a Beyonce there and just, you know. Yeah, I think Chi Chi would be a good name. Uh, just agent. pronounce your surname for us. Nukwacha. Nukwacha, there you go. Or Choco Waka as you call me, <laughs> like a hot chocolate. <laughs> 
So, Marcus, what would be Hot your? What would you call yourself if you? Well, were if I, if it was my porn name, that's my first dog <laughs> and my first street. So I'd be Trudy or Susie Jubilee, which I think would probably sell. Yeah. Uh, but I think <laughs> if I was a an actor, I'd certainly be a a hard man. I think so. Yeah. I'd call myself Rock. Yes. I'd be sexy as well, so I'd call myself Rogers. So I think Rock Rogers uh, would be a good name. Like that. Good acting name. Yes. And Layton, what would be your actor name? This one was hard, I think, but I was trying to think of some actors that you just know by first name basis. You only have to just mention the name, you know who it is. Yeah. And the one that I landed on was Leo, so Leonardo something. He's sort of got that sort of edgy feeling to him. Of a classic feel there as well. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that. I don't know what the last name would be though. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Karishma, what would you call yourself? You've already got a bit of a Bollywood name, haven't you? Yes, I do. I think I have to stick to my own name. Karishma? Yeah. A surname? What's the Karishma Indian actress? Karishma Kapoor. And so you are... I'm Karishma Patel. <laughs> I know that. Would that still carry, you reckon, in Bollywood? Why not? Okay. I've got a cousin who used his original name as an actor. Right. Dave What's... Patel. You might know him. Dave Patel. Tells your cousin. Well, I think a distant one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Cameron. Been thrown under the bus a bit here, but I just thought of one quickly. My surname's Duffy, so I could go with Duffman from Ooh. The Simpsons. <laughs> Straight up. You could just start a beer brand. <laughs> Very good, right? Cameron Duffy. It stays as Cameron Duffy, the Duffman. Very good. Well, thanks everyone. See you all back here tomorrow. Okay.